friends. Welcome to this week's Contemplate on the Neighbors Church podcast. I'm Shua here to lead you through this week's meditation, a short meditation in Ephesians 1. We've been doing a short prayer series right before the season of Advent, praying through some of Paul's prayers in Ephesians. And um, next up is actually Thessalonians, a prayer in Thessalonians. The first week we did Ephesians 3 understanding that we are loved by God. And if we stand in that place and 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 know and feel that we are loved by God, uh, we then live that out and are able to love others well uh, from a place of love and not from a place of uh, rule, religiosity, um, ideals, but instead from knowing that we're loved sons and daughters. This week, we're praying in Ephesians 1, 15 through 23, where Paul prays over the Ephesians, over the church at Ephesus, that God would open up their eyes, that they would get wisdom and insight into knowing Jesus personally, into knowing Jesus personally, into being swept up into the, the cosmic story of, of the kingdom of God. This like all-encompassing story of restoration where Jesus comes, he lives, he dies, he's resurrected, and by that resurrection, all things are put under his feet. All things are summed up in Jesus. Everything finds its end in Jesus, and it's, a, it's an end of restoration. So even the pains, the pressures of life, uh, the things that might try to cloud our vision um, are, are subject to him in the end. And so it's the tension of this already, not yet, but believing in faith and having the Spirit open up our eyes to this truth. We're going to split this up into two uh, sections, which I believe is going to be 15 through 19 or so, and then in uh, 20 through 23. And we'll take a moment and just pray through this. So I'm going to read it out loud, but if you need to, if anything jumps out to you, if anything sticks out to you, pause it and pray it over yourself that you would see Jesus clearly, that your eyes would be focused on him, that uh, he would come to rule in your heart like, like he rules over the church and you as a part of the church, that you would understand that he's a gift that's been given um, to you for the restoration of the world. And um, so, yeah, we're, we're going to read through this a couple times. As always, get as comfortable as you can. Uh, you know, you might be driving, you might be going for a walk or a run, um, but I, I'd say, you know, the best place to do this sort of a meditation thing is somewhere quiet um, and maybe you're sitting down with both feet on the ground, getting as comfortable as you can or as relaxed in your body as you can. And we'll start by just taking a deep breath in through the nose, deep into the belly and exhaling out through the mouth. And try that again one more time, inhaling through the nose. And exhaling. Settle into this position of being a loved son or daughter. You are deeply loved. And therefore you're able to deeply love. We prayed three different things through the text on Sunday. It was uh, first that we would uh, have thanks in our hearts. Thanksgiving and encouragement to one another. And so, just like Paul says here, he says, for this reason, because I heard of your faith, like this story inspired 
something in me because I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. I don't cease giving thanks. So let's maybe start there. Remembering what God has done. Seeing and noticing in your life the moments where your faith has been stirred in the past. Maybe it's this past in the week or in the year or in years prior, but bring it to the forefront of your mind. And we'll start there. Maybe just take a moment. Who has Christ been to you? What has he done in your life? And we'll start by reading verse 15. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you might know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what's the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe? Do you remember when you first encountered Jesus? Do you remember what it was like? There's a sort of vision that we're given to see the world in a way that we maybe haven't seen before. Jesus, by his power and by his love and mercy, and it's over a lifetime, but there's a sort of moment usually where, where we're first encountered by that flipping of narrative. He'll, he'll do just that. He'll flip your narrative where you were maybe the center of your universe before he becomes the center of it all. And, and that center is, is love, is mercy, is power, is grace, is compassion, is justice. And where we had brokenness at the center before, pain, pressure, anxiety, fear, control mechanisms, the wounds that have been inflicted upon us, that was swirling around at the center. Jesus takes that and places himself in the center. And then there, there are these, these kind of, this, this spirit that flows out from that center and consumes our whole world. It doesn't just remain a small part within us at the center. It, it consumes everything else. And we become wrapped up in the story of Jesus we're given wisdom and revelation to see him clearly and, and to be enlightened even through those pains and pressures that, that over a lifetime begin to diminish in, in, before his glory, before his greatness and before a, a true power, the power to, to one. I mean, the biggest thing in, in this story is just the power to defeat death to defeat sin. And that's where this prayer is headed, reminding us of that at the center. I mean, our problems seem so big, but then when you know that Jesus 
as a, as a true master over the universe has defeated death our problems our, our narratives that are that are often broken hopefully become quite small and that starts with remembering and knowing Jesus so we pray that he gives us his spirit of wisdom and revelation that we might know him Verse 20, according to the work of his great might that he worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. You know, the story that you've been placed into by way of Jesus is a sort of great cosmic story that spans the universe and and uh, and the spiritual realms and the heavenly places and it feels also big but it also all of that big cosmic restorative work does actually impact the the small details of your life we don't wrestle against flesh and blood there are these words power principality rule and authority the, the the power and dominion the the rulers of the earth which is uh, satan and his demons i know it's just as a modern uh for me a modern uh young person in 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 2021 that sounds kind of ridiculous like satan and his demons no one around me uh would just point to that as as a reason for for pain and pressure in our life but it seems as we read the scripture that paul really believed this that jesus when you read him really believed this this is what we wrestle against powers principalities and there are certain things that we can't really explain away and then jesus looks at everyone and says i will make the enemy a friend because everyone is been made in the image of God but there are powers and principalities that we wrestle against and it says here he's above it all every name that is named not only in this age but in the age to come his restorative work is again like putting all of that under his feet so any sort of influence that that's been placed on your life the truly demonic narratives that we've fallen into the patterns that we might be faced with the things that we're wrestling against internally that are one they're not just us jesus says those things are under my feet there's an inheritance for you in that you're no longer subject to that and and i you know jesus saying i being placed above all those things have then been giving to the church to his body the fullness of him and all things find their sum their end in him this is where faith kicks in 
This is where we begin to believe that Jesus is above all, in all, and, and through all things. And, and the restoration of all things finds itself in Jesus alone. This is where, you know, the kind of the phrase that's become cliche, God is on the throne. He's still on the throne. It becomes real for us. Take the phrase and, and make it real. Take the phrase and realize that it's more than just a phrase to say, but it's something to see. May the eyes of your heart be opened. May you be given the spirit of wisdom and revelation of Jesus today so that your problems begin to shrink before him and you can truly live out your role of hope into the story of Jesus today. Maybe in this moment, we'll just take another deep breath in through the nose, deep into the belly. And exhale. We inhale His grace, His mercy, His calling. We exhale love, joy, peace into the world. And again, if any of this jumped out to you, and I encourage you to just continue to read in this, um, go back over the prayer, maybe even read all of Ephesians 1, or maybe even all of Ephesians. It takes about 15 minutes to do that. Um, and be encouraged. Let your faith be stirred and, and, and just nudged gently by the Spirit towards Jesus today. God bless you and keep you, friends. Peace.